Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is July 29th, 2022. Hopefully you're doing well. Hopefully this episode finds you in a good place, in a good state of mind and being. Uh, for me, I guess life update, we can get into it. I got sick this week. You can probably hear it in my voice. Um, ooh, going through it. So if you hear any coughing, any sneezing, whatever, sorry, my bad. Doing my best. Uh, but yeah, for me, I've been chilling. Been a little hermit crab. Hanging out. Watching a good amount of TV. You know, not like classic Isaiah. I mean, I've still been watching my little Twitch streams and, you know, playing Magic, of course. But I've been making some time for some TV. Uh, the friends, the homies, they told me, because I saw that an actor I like, I want to say is... I. I'm not super great with his name, but it's like Jonathan Hobbs, I believe. Uh, but essentially, he was Kang. Jonathan Majors, I'm sorry. Uh, he is Kang for the new Kang Dynasty, and I didn't know that. And one of my friends, and this is like spoilers, sorry if you're not caught up with the Marvel stuff like I am. I kind of willingly, like whatever, I don't mind spoilers on this. But like, like yeah, Kang is going to be Jonathan Majors. He was in Loki. And I'm like, what? He's in Loki? So I had to go through Loki and finish it because I was only like on the third way, third episode. I was like halfway almost. So watch that. Really enjoyed it. I didn't stop watching Loki because it was bad. I just kind of, once again, just wasn't in a TV mood anymore. And I went on to other things. But I really enjoyed the whole season. I'm glad they're going to come out with another season, I believe. Uh, what else did I watch? Also, I watched a Netflix show called Alone. Alone was pretty good. I've watched it before. I've only seen like grand total now of two seasons. But um, it's interesting. They they drop off a group of, I can't remember how many people, I'll say like nine or 12 or something like that. Maybe 10. I don't know. There's a certain amount of people. And they leave them on this like, area to kind of just fend for themselves and they don't have like any contact with anyone they have a radio that they can only use to more or less like tap out and you know get sent home and the winner gets five hundred thousand dollars now to me five hundred thousand dollars is not a lot but hey i watch hell's kitchen they give out the same kind of payout i think or they give you that in like a job <laughs> uh, that's so great but yeah no i enjoyed that show it was good also Netflix movie review. I watched The Gray Man this week. That was fun. I enjoyed it. Now, some people maybe didn't like it. I heard critics were like, pew pew, this is bad. I enjoyed it though. I thought I thought it was a fun little like James Bondy, Jason Bourne kind of movie. I feel like you definitely have to like Gosling and Evans to enjoy it. So, you know, that's kind of, I guess you can say, maybe good, bad. Like, the the writing was a little, uh, you know, it was okay. Uh, the scenes were great, though. I feel like the shots that they got in the movie were really fun to watch. And at the end of the day, like, a plot can be really simple or whatever. But, like, if you, if you get the good shots, you get the good shots. So, it was fun to watch them do their thing. Uh, let's see... That's about it for the life stuff. I wish I had a good food corner, but I've been eating a lot of soup. I've shifted into soup mode. Granted, what I, you know me, I eat weird meals, guys. Like I'll I'll say it's soup mode, but like 
the other day I had, was it ramen and chicken? Like it was a little fried, a uh, little uh, popcorn chicken. And then I also had fries and I put chicken on that, same chicken. And I sauced it up, seasoned it up. So, I mean, I'm on some weird shit. I'm always in. But I had the broth. That was like the soup part. <laughs> so I sipped on the broth because that kind of helps my throat. Um, but yeah, enough, enough about my diet, food remedies, whatever you want to call it. Uh, let's see. Got the first bump from Reuters. Russia's Gazprom tightened squeeze on gas flow to Europe. I'm um, going to tell you guys where my head's at, everything. I'm going to be doing a lot of simplifications on this episode. So by all means, please look at the episode or look at the article if you get a chance, if you'd like to kind of, you know, get more depth out of it. But the long story short here is Russia is clamping down seemingly on their gas supply to Europe. They're going to make it tougher. This is more or less a response to the sanctions. This is something that Putin has kind of made very clear. Uh, now, granted, though, they're saying that, hey, it's technical difficulties and why we're only giving you about 40% after us, like a slew of like maintenance stuff and all that. Like, we're just uh, going through it right now. So sorry. But uh, Germany is like, nah, we're calling bullshit on that. We don't believe you. Ooh, excuse me. And um, essentially now are trying to find other ways to supplement their gas. Because, you know, right now it's not as bad as the summer. People aren't using gas as much, but it's going to become an issue as we get closer to the winter. So that is kind of what we're scrambling for, looking for like new ideas and stuff like that. Um, I know that this article doesn't have a ton of that part in terms of like the latter, like where are they going to be going like with this, but I, I do believe that like other countries and stuff like that, they're looking for new options, new avenues to pursue. So definitely want to keep you posted on that as we get more details. Uh, another update that I wanted to cover, got this from CNN Politics, uh, CNN exclusive, Biden administration offers convicted Russian arms dealer in exchange for Griner and Whelan. So this is an update on Brittany Griner, also Paul Whelan. Uh, didn't really talk, I haven't talked too much about Paul Whelan. I think the last time was maybe a slight reference when we were covering the Trevor Reed situation. Trevor Reed was really adamant that it was really messed up, that only he was able to get traded in his deal, uh, that someone like Paul wasn't traded before him or whatever. Naturally, these deals are very, um, I'm trying to think the word is, like, they're very unique each time. It's not a cut and dry procedure each way, uh, especially as you can see in the situation with Victor Boot being a person that they are potentially interested in and in trading and saying, like, well, this person is so important to us, we're willing to say, yeah, two people, like, two for one. Um, also to, I I don't know, this is a complicated situation and a lot of people in the States have a lot of opinions on it. I've heard people like, what is it? Kurt Schilling or whatever, former pitcher for Boston Red Sox. He was like, well, if you break the law in a country, you should do the time. And it's like, 
bro, like, this is a performative fucking hostage situation. What are you fucking saying? But, of course, it got a lot of likes on Twitter or whatever. I think it was in response. It was like a quote tweet from what LeBron James had said. Um, just more or less, you know, voicing, like, saying, hey, like, if it was me, you guys would have probably done something. You guys need to make something happen here. Like, something needs to get done. Um, with Paul Whelan, it is a, I've heard a little bit more details, kind of just listening to some podcasts. I think it was Start Here. Uh, it's like an ABC podcast. Uh, they did a good episode, like, where the, part of the segment they covered it. They, um... More or less, he, according, like, the story is, you know, from his narrative, the family's narrative, he went to Russia to help plan a wedding for a friend. And in the process of doing so, he had another friend who was, like, helping out with the wedding. And he said, hey, I have the USB of, like, some photos and stuff that you want. And they met at, like, the hotel. I don't know if it was a hotel that he stayed at or a different hotel that he just met at. And once the deal was done... The um, Russian, I don't know what it is, gosh, the name's escaping what they are, but the Russian security, like, more or less, uh, I guess you could say FBI equivalent, I want to say GRU, but I might be wrong, Um, they came in, busted it, yada, 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 he's in jail for espionage now. Now, that's all the details that I have on it, but essentially that's the situation at hand for him, and now with Brittany Griner, we've covered that a lot. You know, she's more or less pled guilty now to, um, what is it, having marijuana. They wanted to get her on her distribution charge. She did plead guilty but said, hey, look, I had a medical, you know, prescription or, you know, I was legally allowed to have this in the States and I just thought it was okay. But I also, and she, you know, this is according to her, I um, didn't plan to bring it. I was just haphazardly packing and i didn't think about it and it was still in my bag and that's why i was there so she says all these things you know more or less is throwing herself at the mercy of the court and essentially she's doing that to expedite her situation to hopefully get this prison swap done now a lot of news is kind of covering it in the light of okay this is the deal i believe blinken has said hey we've posted or we've said We've asked this deal of the Kremlin, like it's this has been weeks in the making, and we're more or less waiting on their response. Now, from what I've kind of been reading from this article, and also low key kind of the vibe because I haven't heard much from Moscow on this shit, is that they haven't said yes to this. Now, maybe they are moving to make things happen, and this is going to get greenlit, and it already is, but that's not in stone yet. So, you know, we have this Victor Bout character who, you know, I obviously am going to have in the title of the episode and I haven't said much about. He is an arms dealer, a really notorious guy. There is a movie called Lord of War starring Nicolas Cage. Pretty pretty good movie. Uh, Essentially, it's about him. And the way they caught Victor Boot was it was an undercover operation. And I think it was like supposed to be Colombians, quote unquote. And they were trying to get guns for, like, you know, just doing a bunch of ops. But they made sure to say that these ops were, like, we're going to do some stuff in America. And, you know, so they got all this done and they got him arrested. So that's how they've been holding him. I believe they've been holding him for, like, 15 years. This might be, like, a 25-year plus sentence, something like that. Um, 
So honestly, a two for one in the situation to me sounds like a good idea. Sounds like a good trade. But you don't know if this is exactly what, you know, the Kremlin wants, if this is what actually is going to go down. It was said, I think, was in like some Russian media that that's what more or less would be like a good trade. But essentially that was only for Brittany Griner, I believe. It wasn't for this two for one. So, you know. And then also, too, on this, and this is kind of like a fucked up thing that's not getting super talked about, but I have heard and seen some like news clips, stuff like that. It's really sad that in these situations, you see these two people, Paul Whelan, Brittany Griner. They've had a lot of notoriety, a lot of traction in the news right now for what's going on. But there are other people who are going through these kind of situations and they're political prisoners, more or less, being detained in a country for very minor things in a situation where it's like, yeah, we're going to like hopefully get something out of you. And that's sad. It's scary. Uh, I know there's a situation I believe that happened in Saudi Arabia. I didn't cover it. Also in Russia here, there's one I heard of a teacher. I guess he was going to help teach like uh kids abroad like who like like embassy kids and stuff like that so like more or less people like you're teaching them things um maybe like american type stuff or what have you and you know they are they live in russia or what have you and he had also a medical marijuana thing i believe for like his back or something like that and had it in his bag got arrested and now is in jail who knows what's gonna happen to that guy I should remember his name, but I don't. But honestly, it kind of serves to the point, no? Like, where it's like, look, these people are going to, like, get shuffled under the rug. And once a deal like this gets done, so, like, the Biden administration can say, hey, we did something. You should vote for Democrats. We suck, but we're trying. <laughs> like, it's not going to get much, much play. It's not going to get much press. And, you know, this is an everyday thing. People ask me this question. They're like, why don't you like traveling? Yada, yada, yada. And I'm not saying that this specific situation is what goes on my head but it's definitely one of them i'm scared of this kind of shit i I do not believe that other countries want to see others really there and honestly if you look at how america treats you know migrants or you know people who come from other countries i don't blame them you know what i mean it just seems to be like this general thought and it fucking sucks i wish as people we were all different that we were more accepting and we were more open to people But I understand also the fear of when you are open to people and they take advantage and they do whatever they want and they just spread their feet out on your couch and table and act like they own the place. (laughs) Because isn't that an American thing? Uh, Weird note to end on, but I am going to end it there. Um, And the last bit of the Russian news, I don't have too much Ukraine stuff, I guess you could say. Uh, It's definitely been a little bit of a Russian-heavy episode, but... um, what can I add that I've seen? Uh, Zelensky was in vogue, him and his wife. So there you go. It's a little bit of a tangent, but that's some news that happened. A little pop, a little little culture there. Um, but yeah, no, we can we can talk Russia. We're actually talking space too. Got this from the Associated Press. Uh, Russia to drop out of International Space Station after 2024. Now, this isn't really, like, groundbreaking news or anything like that. I honestly was a little bit surprised that it, it saw coverage, but then I understand why when I, I read it. Essentially, it's just going into the detail of saying, like, look, Russia has already voiced 
look, we're not interested really in being a part of the space and, you know, the ISS anymore. We aren't down to really help you guys. We covered the a story where there was an American crew member of the International Space Station and he needed to leave with the Russian crew because there was no one else able to really come for him, come get him. And they were like joking around like they weren't going to do it. And <clears throat> it's just that's bad vibes, obviously. But it kind of fit the tone of where we're at. You know, Russia is pretty much annexed from a lot of the Western world. And, you know, it's in a really sour way. So them leaving officially isn't crazy news. But it, it does leave the question of what is going to fill the void. Is the space station going to actually be able to maintain itself without Russia? How is the whole departure, you know, the split going to go? It's a lot of questions. So, you know, that's more or less what this article is kind of getting into. Um, it, they do kind of have some um, perspective of, like, other people who have been in space and, like, I guess dealing with this kind of stuff. Um, some people saying, like, oh, it's going to be, like, a little bit of a bluff, like, yada, yada, yada. Um, Russia has also voiced intention of wanting to make their own space station and go it alone. I believe initially when I covered this, I didn't know the countries involved, but I believe the countries that are involved on the ISS currently post Russia leaving, uh, are the U S Europe, Japan, and Canada. So naturally it's a lot of money to go to space, to fund these kind of things. Not just any country can do it. It's pretty much the superpowers or that's it. And if they're not interested, if they're not putting in the money, then it's like, well, who is filling the void that Russia is leaving? Because that's a big void. Um, I, I think I voiced, like, oh, well, maybe China or something can get involved. But then I later learned China is already doing the thing that Russia is talking about, which is trying to put up their own space station. They're already in the process of doing that. So it's like, they're cool. They're going it alone. Um... So that leads us to kind of see and what's going to happen with the space station. Uh, at this point, nobody knows. Maybe Russia is bluffing and they are going to come back to the table to talk because this is a big a deal. It, it is a, a sign of like, look, we can still do diplomacy throughout all this crazy bullshit. But I mean, I also get them saying, fuck it, we out of here. Dasvidaniya, bitch. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I want to talk about that. I want to talk a little space news. Uh, let's see. Some other news. We're going to talk uh, the last two. Uh, we're doing a little church corner, a little church segment here. We're taking them to church. Uh, we're talking about the Pope in this article that I got from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. That's a banger. Don't really bring them up often. But Pope apologizes to the indigenous. Uh, essentially, this was an apology tour that Pope Francis went on uh, for some things that started in the 19th century and went until, I believe, the 1970s in Canada. And it were these Catholic schools that were supposed to be there to help teach and, like, you know, take care of indigenous people, indigenous children. But essentially, when you got into the details of it, kids were beaten, they were sexually abused, mentally abused, 
Then also there have been like mass burials, like with no name, graves, uh, unearthed. So just a big scandal, big controversy. Also big lawsuits uh, in which the Catholic school or the Catholic uh, diocese or whatever has had to pay out in. So just a huge mess, a lot of ick, very gross. Um, but let's see here. I'm trying to see if there's anything I wanted to glean from the specifics. Yeah, from the 19th century to the 1970s, uh, some 150,000 indigenous children were taken from their families and forced to attend in an effort to isolate them from the influence of their homes. Uh, languages and cultures and assimilate them to Christian uh, Canada uh, to Canada Canada's Christian society so this was like a program like they put this up it was some draconian ass bullshit and when they had these kids in these schools they just treated them savagely they just did terrible things and it's one of those things where look all the money all the sorries are never gonna fucking change shit um, also, I do remember there, and I even shared some memes about this kind of shit. There's a there's a photo of Pope Francis with the headdress on, and it's just it, it is definitely giving cultural white appropriation. You know, just like okay, didn't you come here to say sorry? But reading the article, it does say like it was to cheers. It does say that people were happy to see him, and more importantly, happy to see him talk about this issue and really say I'm sorry to say that you know mistakes were made. Um, you know, those are just words for sure, but they do mean something. They do hold a weight. It, it means something to people. Um, I guess I can read some of this quote. Uh, where do I want to start? Here we go. It is painful to think of how, of how the firm soil of values, language, and culture that made up the authentic identity of your peoples was eroded. And that you have continued to pay the price for this. I humbly beg forgiveness for the evil committed by so many Christians against the indigenous peoples. So, you know, it's a quote. And there's more there. I mean, he, like I said, he went on a whole apology tour. Um, like I also added, the the church itself has given, you know, money. I, I believe in the millions. I know it's in this article, but I'm just having a little bit, a little bit of trouble lining it. But, and also, oh, oh, maybe I did. Here we go. Uh, Canada's Catholic Church says its diocese and religious orders have provided more than $50 million in cash and in kind contributions and hope to add $30 million more over the next five years. Uh, Trudeau also apologized. Thank you, Mr. Blackface Trudeau. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, it's nasty, it's gross, and sadly, it's something that, it's not just here. This isn't an isolated event. Um, you know how religion be, you know how Catholics be, let's just say that. Um, yeah, but um, I, I will say, at the end of the day, apologies is good, kudos is good. It's good to try, to at least say something. Even if it's just the political, whatever points, it's something. Um, and yeah, hopefully more can get done and hopefully we can live in a world where this is called out a hell of a lot sooner, you know, (laughs) 
Because, mind you, this shit went to 1970, and we're just now having this, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Torah. So, you know. In some other religious news, I'm going to go take it back home. And, um, you know, before we get started, I'm going to take my classic break. Despite I'm being sick, I am, uh, I'm never putting it down, baby. (laughs) I ain't stopping until I'm flopping. (laughs) I will say, I did take a day off of drinking. So there you go. You know, I, I held off the beer like once. And I, I'm, I'm pretty much doing like a one a day Andy type thing. At least for the beer. Okay, 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 okay. We're back. So yeah, we're taking it to Brooklyn. We're talking Brooklyn news. Brooklyn pastor says he and his wife were robbed for more than one million in jewelry while preaching. So... This is something that happened Sunday to Lamar Miller Whitehead, who also goes by Bishop, and his wife's family. Essentially, they were robbed during a live stream church event in their home for what is said to be upwards of a million dollars. Um, and right in jewelry. And, and and for me, I didn't, like, fully register the thought until I got towards the end of the week. And it's like, yeah, why does this man have a gold diamond-encrusted necklace? And, I mean, to let him say it, he does have a quote here. And it's from the end of the article. Um, it's not about me being flashy. It's about me purchasing what I want to purchase. It's my prerogative to purchase what I want to purchase. If I worked hard for it, I can purchase what I want to purchase. So that is the energy of this man. I wanted to start that at the top. Also, apparently he's rubbed shoulders with Mayor Eric Adams. It's like his mentee or whatever. So there's that. You know, he's, he's in the city. I don't know if he's got any Bitcoins, but, you know, whatever is what it is. Um, but, yeah, he was robbed. And I will say it is fucked up. It is traumatic to have a gun put in your face, especially knowing that, like, hey, if you have children in your home, your wife is with you, and they could easily lose their life over this shit, over material. It's fucking wild. It's insane. And, you know, also, he can, quote-unquote, have the defense of, like, this is the church money. This is, like, you're stealing from the church. But it gets really fucking suspect when we are talking about the shit that you are buying with this money that is church money. Yeah, you worked for it, but aren't you working for the motherfucking Lord? My G? Like, 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 it's odd. It's an odd fucking flex. Now, look, the church background I came from, I actually don't get mad about tithes. I, I, I see it as something that is a part of the Bible. I, yada, yada, yada. I understand it. It doesn't make me mad to have to tithe. Um, also, from the church background I came from, it, it was talked about, it was, uh, went through, like, there was talks about it, well, sermons about it, yada, 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 but I personally never really felt like, oh, there's a gun to my head, I have to give a ton, but granted, I grew up as a kingdom kid, so it's like, for me, whatever 10% was, was like pennies and nickels, and I think that kind of helps in that quote-unquote indoctrination, if you really want to go that route and say that, like, well, what's a little bit of my money? What's a little bit of my salary, you know, when you grow up? So... 
to me, it really wasn't a big deal to give a little bit of money. I never really gave, I think, full 10%, but I really wasn't working. And then by the time I was allowed, I was excommunicated. But that's off the pod talk. Um, I think essentially it's fucked up, like I said, to go through a robbery. It sucks dick. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But I will say maybe, maybe there's a little bit of karmic spirit movement here. I don't know. Um, yeah, you work for a dog. But, like, once again, this is supposed to be the Lord's work. You're supposed to have a type of living that is sustainable. Sure, you should not be hurting and struggling for anything. But you shouldn't, you don't need a Mercedes Benz. Like, what the fuck? You don't need to be draped out and drowned out, my guy. You just don't. I'm glad you look nice. And I understand the, um, the idea of, like, you need to have an ambiance that attracts people. Because that is being a fisher of man. It's a, this phrase, they say that. That's a thing. Um, but uh, there's a limit, you know? There, there's something to be said about that, I think. So I found this to be a little interesting commentary. Wanted to talk about it. Get in the spirit, if you will. Take them to church, if you must. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the episode. Thank you for sticking with me. I know it was a little bit loose butthole. I didn't get into a lot of details. But um, yeah. I had fun. I did it. And thanks for listening. Um, If you'd like to contribute to the effort, to the cause, to the newsstand, every dollar helps. Um, Let's see. Patreon.com slash Isaiah News. Like I said, any dollar donation is super cool. Every $5 will get you the month. Like, it gives you Discord access. It gives you the shout out for the month. So there's that. Um, Also, there's social medias out there. Um, Isaiah news one at gmail.com. You're going to reach me the freeway and, um, hopefully I'll see you soon for some more good news. Um, got some more, uh, at least another episode lined up and, uh, getting into some stuff, some things. Um, but yeah, be well. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.